Welcome, Anatomy fans. Today, we dissect Gary Marshall's third event-based movie called Mother's Day. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Mother's Day is approaching, and we have Marissa Serafini in studio today. Hello, everyone. Yes, you can follow me on Twitter at SerafiniTV. And I'm your host, Phil Svitek. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. And before we get into our full dissection, we have a very special guest over Skype. We have Owen Vaccaro, who plays Charlie, the son of Kate Hudson in the movie. How are you, Owen? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Um, You're over in Atlanta, correct? That's your hometown. Um, So let's, you know, first, why don't we start with this? How did you get involved in this movie? It took auditions and auditions, and but how I got started with acting is that my first grade teacher, she told me about this thing called MZ Stageworks, and so we did MZ Stageworks. I never thought I would like it, but I liked it, and so then we ended up trying film, so we did film. So I got an agent, because I liked film. Nice. So she sent me on an audition, apparently they liked me, so I got a call back, and then there was a veil, and then I ended up booking it. Very cool. Congrats. You know, I mean, um, I got to congratulate you also. um, You know, I saw you in Daddy's Home, and I thought you were great in that, and I thought that was a very funny movie. Um, And then now you're part of this. What was was the time span between the two in terms of filming? Was it a large gap, or did you kind of go from one to the other? Six or seven months. Probably six or seven months. Got it, got it. And in general, uh, what was – because they're both comedies, but what did you notice – or were there any differences from one to the other in terms of um, what was required from you as an actor, whether emotionally or otherwise? Oh, well, they're both comedies, but what I think is kind of funny is that there's one about a dad, and then there's one about a mom. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's like, are they setting me up or something? Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we know that the kids were very involved with this film, Mother's Day, and one, and so was your character. So, uh, what was like one of your favorite scenes or one of your favorite moments of this film while filming? My very favorite moment while filming was probably the scene with the llama and the water slide and stuff, because we got to do it over and over. So we got to just go down the water slide, go back up, wait for them to film, go down again. And my my mom kept getting super scared because we were jumping down. So she she thought we were gonna accidentally jump over and just land in the grass. <laughs> That's funny. And uh, was that uh, just a one day shoot, or was it kind of a multiple day shoot just because of everything involved, and you got to do it uh, even longer than you had hoped for, perhaps? I don't remember, but I think it was two to three days. Yeah, that's yeah, because that was a that was a very involved scene, and I mean, it yeah. came out great. Um, it, it looked really fun, and you know, speaking of fun, you, you, I mean, you worked with a well-renowned actor, Gary Marshall. Um, what was it like working with him, and what was the, you know, the atmosphere on on the set like? He's super nice, super nice. Um, and um, he actually had his um, grandson. He was on the water slide scene too, so I got to meet him. Oh wow! Fun. What did he, um, in terms of your interactions with him, what did he kind of give you in terms of direction or share with you in terms of advice, um, you know, for, for your character of Charlie? Well, I always hear this when I'm going on auditions, that I have to be louder. I tend to just stay quiet. I don't know why. And it's pretty much the only thing, the direction that I get. That's my main direction. Mm-hmm. So I always seem to be quiet on auditions. I don't see why. <laughs> 
Well, you're uh, you're pretty loud to us right now, so you, uh, uh, that that's great. Um, and in terms of uh, you know, in terms of the sto- storylines, like, uh, do you for for when you kind of prepare for your your role in the movies, um, you know, do you do you like to read the entire script and kind of know everything that's going on? Do you focus on just your own character? And um, has it changed from one movie to the other? You know, since you are so young, are you are you trying out various approaches? Well, um, well, there's actually this thing called a table read, and you basically you go through the whole entire script with everybody there. I had one for Daddy, so I remember that. That's the first time I met Scarlett, and um, and not everybody really pays attention to this, but the action pretty well, pretty much what makes up the whole scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you gotta read everything if you want to get the full effect. That's, yeah. that's fun. And Gary Marshall, you know, the director has done a lot of films in in the past. Have you seen any of his films before well, going? I've only seen Mother's Day, and I also heard that he's always doing like uh, holidays into movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mother's Day. So you have you haven't seen um, uh, New Year's Eve or Valentine's Day yet. PG thirteen. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Um, well, fair enough. Uh, what, what what types of movies do you watch? Um, well, I'm really into a book that is a movie. I really like Harry Potter right now. I think it's just the coolest thing there is. I'm on book five, called The Order of the Phoenix, and it's super good. Yes, very cool. Amazing well, books. It ends. I won't spoil it for you, but it's a it's a great uh, it's a, it's a great series. Um, it's absolutely fantastic and. Uh, you know, so with this movie, right? As you pointed out, it's it's funny in a way because you know the first one's about um, fathers, the second one's about mothers, um, but both are also comedies. Um, is comedy sort of what you enjoy doing, um, or do you also want to you know get into drama in the future as well? I do want to get into drama in the future, but if I had a chance, I'd probably stick with comedy. I just like having the challenge of not to laugh on set. <laughs> Was was that extremely hard on both movies and and even this one? On Daddy's Home, oh, on Mother's Day it didn't get it as much, but on Daddy's Home it was hard all the time. <laughs> got it, got it. Uh, do you do you, what? What made it uh, for the second one? Do you think you kind of just got the hang of it from the first one, where you knew, okay, if the cameras are rolling, I shouldn't laugh, so I'll, I'll just not laugh. Pretty much, yeah. Mood <laughs> <laughs> word. Oh, and um, also on Daddy's Home, if we would ever get a little bit out of control, there would be this code word, and we would have to say it, or the director would say it, and then we would go back to serious stuff, and the code word was cow banana. Cow, <laughs> cow banana? Cow banana with a G. Cow banana. That's, okay. that's fun. So when the cameras aren't rolling and whatnot during filming, uh, what did you, did you hang out with the other kids or did, you know, did you spend time with them and do some fun things behind the scenes? Well, I would play with Scarlett a ton. We'd actually play a game called Crossy Road on our mom's phones. We'd go to craft services. That's always super fun. Hang out on set, play with Mark, play with Will, play with everybody and move off basically. Got it. And what was, you know, I, I mean, to, to be able to, across these two movies, work with the actors that you, you've you gone to work with, I mean, they're phenomenal actors. Have you, um, has there been advice that any one of them shared with you um, that you took to heart? Um, I don't know. I don't know. This might, I might be, 
might think a little while. Okay. Well, if, if you think of it, uh, just at any point, just uh, just shout it out, even if it's a spur of the moment. Right. I mean, you, you've you worked with really well, great actors now, but are there any other actors or directors that you would love to collaborate in the future? Yes. Um, oh, what's his name? Oh, yeah, Chris Pratt. He was in Jurassic World, and he played somebody named Owen, which you can see. There you <laughs> go. Interesting, yeah. Is is, um, is is that one of your favorite movies now, Jurassic World? It's definitely up there. I play a game called Jurassic World with my dad. Oh, Jungle Book. And um, I really like Jungle Book, too. I really want to work this with, with a director again. His name is Dave Van Gogh, and he's super nice. Oh, Very cool. Awesome. Very cool. And um, Were you there for the entirety of the, the filming of the movie, or um, how long was your, you know, your portion of uh, Mother's Day? Probably a month, including weekends. Got it. Got it. That's a a significant amount of time. Yeah, I mean, and that was, uh, I imagine, quite a a while ago. Do you still keep in contact with any of them from the movie? Dave Bengos. And Brandon. And um, Brandon, we always see him on the audition sometimes. But Dave Bengos, we're always FaceTiming. In fact, he just got out of Africa. What? Dave is the assistant director. Yeah, Dave is the assistant director, and he was just in Africa. He was... The assistant. He was filming Jungle Book. Got it. And is that mom helping you out? Uh, helping you out behind the scenes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anything? Uh, anything in particular that you're doing for your uh, mother on Mother's Day? I don't want to say it because she's right there. <laughs> Got it. So it's a surprise. I don't know if you would act as a rumor and say. Okay, I'll close my ears. <laughs> Get her one of those things that the Uber drivers have with the little phone case, and you like put it up, and you put your phone in because she used this app called Waze. Got it. Ah. So you're helping. So it's it's a pragmatic gift. I like that. Very helpful. You're thinking. I like it. That's that's a great gift. Um, we won't spoil it. We promise. <laughs> uh, no. Th- What's that? Oh yes, always yeah. a great gift for a mother. <laughs> um, very cool. Uh. Now, one of the, so you know, April's kind of come and gone, but nonetheless, uh, you know, April was a big month for you, um, where it was Child Abuse Prevention Month, and you kind of were involved with that through a campaign called uh, We Stand Together. Yes. And so, you know, can you give us a little bit more info on on the campaign itself, and then you know, kind of your experience, and, and you know, the the sort of I guess result of all of it, you know. Mm-hmm. So basically. Um, so if you have the app Musical.ly, you make a Musical.ly to the song We Stand Together. I actually have Musical.ly. Stand by you. Oops, Stand by, er, oops, stand by you. I get those mixed up. Um, you do the song Stand By You and you use the hashtag We Stand Together. There we go. And, and we actually got up to about 150,000 videos, which is super amazing. Uh-huh. We were aiming for really, we thought 10,000 would just be amazing. But uh-huh. somehow we made it through 150,000. And that was super cool. Wow. And congratulations. And, and I think that's such a, a great thing that you're standing up for, especially for someone as your age. That's, that's such an important topic that everyone should know, not just, you know, child and children itself, but that's such a worldly topic that I think more people should be well aware of. Yes. So congratulations. Wow. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and is this something that, um, that you're going to continue year to year um, as well, I really wanted to continue this. Got I think it's been a great um, thing for me. 
because we actually tried out lacrosse, baseball. We tried out, y you name it. We mm -hmm. tried it out. And I think they're talking about the video. You're going to do the video again April next year. Oh, April next year. Yeah. Maybe. Great. Yeah, I, th I think that, I mean, you know, just the positive reaction that you've gotten, I think, I think it, you know, I think it would be great to do again, you know, especially, I mean, 150,000, that's, that's tremendous. Congratulations on that. Um, I think it can only grow from here. I mean, that, that's already a fantastic start. Yeah. So do you have any uh, upcoming projects in the future that you can talk about or anything for us audience to look forward to? Yes, I'm super excited. In January 2017, they're making a Daddy's Home 2. Ah, there you go. Very exciting. Very exciting. Um, yeah, honestly, I, I, I fell in love with that movie, um, and I think it's great. Is, uh, is is there anything you can kind of tease, perhaps? Is Because um, I know that at the end of the movie, there was that big cliffhanger of another dad sort of stepping in. Um, will we see that dynamic, perhaps? We don't know, but my friends actually, um, with the John Cena arriving, I didn't really get the, I didn't know they were going to make a sequel. Actually, my friends told me that. Got it. So you found it out through them. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Um, and, uh, you know, it was told to us that one of your uh, hopes is to play Bruce in a, in a theater production of Matilda. Where did that... Uh, is, it, is that true, number one? And uh, number two, it, um, where did that kind of come about, if it is? Well, yes, I really do want to be on Broadway one day. And Matilda is one of my favorite musicals. And actually, I always play with this person at school named Ava Haworth. She got me into Matilda. She's super nice. She she really wants to be Matilda on Broadway. So our goal is to be on Broadway together. I'm going to be Bruce, and she's going to be Matilda. And it's going to be super fun. Hmm. You know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's great um uh, very cool um excellent all right um well anything anything about the movie that you want to kind of highlight um for for people that uh haven't seen it um well what it's a great movie to go see on mother's day this weekend it's a great movie to go see on mother's day absolutely yes, i agree with that um all right well owen we appreciate your time we uh you know, and, and I think this was great. And I'm really looking forward to seeing you in more things. And I, I, I personally am very excited to see Daddy's Home, too. Um, I think, again, the first one just came out of nowhere for me in terms of how great it was. And so I'm excited that they're doing a sequel. And um, and kind of where, where can people uh, keep up with you? Do you have a social media? Do you have a website? Yes. Um, on Facebook. Twitter, it is, what is it? At Owen Vaccaro. At Owen Vaccaro, and on Facebook, it is? Owen Wilder Vaccaro. Owen Wilder Vaccaro, and on Instagram, it is? At Owen Vaccaro. At Owen Vaccaro, and on Musical.ly, it is? Owen underscore Vaccaro. Owen underscore Vaccaro. Amazing. And uh, Vaccaro with two R's, ladies and gentlemen. All right. B-A-C-C-A-R-O. There. Two C's. Two C's. Two C's. Two C's. Okay. Got it. There we go. Um, all right. Well, we appreciate your time, um, and congrats on the movie. Um, look forward to more from you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. All right. What a what a fantastic. Oh, he was fun. What a fantastic, amazing guy. All right. Um, so 
let's, uh, as we always do with anatomy, let's take a step back and let's give our overall reactions to the movie. And then we'll get into the story, the development, the production. Yeah. And, of course, we'll wrap out uh, uh, the reception. So, Marissa, for you, uh, the third Gary Marshall event-based movie, Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. What was it? Well, I was I was very excited to see this film, um, seeing the trailer and just seeing the star power that is, you know, Jennifer Aniston, you know, Kate Kate Hudson, and Julia Roberts. I'm just like, so you, you already have like a, a really great star cast there, and then knowing Gary Marshall was the director of it, um, I was just generally excited from the other films that he's done, and it looked like a fun film where everyone's intertwined and are already called out. You know, I think everyone knew, but like I was like, oh yeah, she, of course the girl's gonna be the the daughter of you know Julia Roberts' character. <laughs> so I was like, we already knew how it was gonna end, but I was I was excited to watch it, and um, I I went into this film with high expectations, and I laughed a lot. Mm-hmm. So um, I really enjoyed it. It was a fun movie. I you know I'm I'm not as familiar with Gary Marshall. I, I've certainly not seen New Year's Eve or uh, Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day. <laughs> but. What what I can appreciate about this movie uh, is the fact of he has a real good sense of time, right? Uh, obviously, Mother's Day is, is the event that uh, we're leading up to. And so the buildup to get there, time-wise and, and tension-wise, is really well-developed, really well-paced. And I also think, that, yes, there's a, there's a cheesiness to it all, but if, if you kind of accept it, um, it it can be very endearing and and fun right so i th- i think that, that that's what you kind of ultimately have to go into it with um, cuz yes some of the dialogue very much on the nose and and, and this and that mm-hmm. and various things so but again if you kind of just accept it in that regard you can have a really fun time well i mean yeah you got to realize this is a very lighthearted movie it's not going to be over the top dramatic or like win any oscars in that way but it's it's a fun movie and it's there too for you know i'm sure the the main demographic is going to be like the females going to watch this it's about having a good time with your friends so yeah it, it was i mean you got to you, you mentioned um, cheesiness. I'm about like I'm all about the cheese. Hello, I watch Hallmark every single day. So like this is this movie's so up my alley that that's probably why I enjoy this film more than other people would. Well, I mean, you know, the, the fact that this is this is the third one. It's not necessarily like a franchise. It's not necessarily like a sequel. It's not a trilogy by any means. But um, but it's in that same vein, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it was announced in April of 2013 that. This was in development, and um, here we are today with it uh, with it out. You know, um, overall budget for the entire thing twenty five million. So for for star studded cast like that, I you know, and, and and everything that went into it, I, very conservative. Yeah, I was like, that's fairly low, fairly low. But I but that's again, this was a simple movie. So. I think it's that, and I, th- I think they're, you know, Gary Marshall at this point is such a living legend that th- there's just a novelty, you know, even if you are, you know, we'll talk about everyone, but, they, you know, they, there's people who have worked on multiple movies with him, and then there's some that are newcomers, uh, obviously, like like an Owen. Um, mm-hmm. Others are, like, even with, in the sh- case of Shay Mitchell, she's making her on-screen feature debut, so there's novelty to having to and getting to work with Gary Marshall. 
Yeah, and and I think because of his, you know, accolades and just how many people he's worked with. I mean, he's worked with people who are obviously veteran actors, with people who aren't and who are like brand new to the screen. So I think that just goes to show his directing range of like his his power in itself that he just scopes like everybody, like from all different ranges of talent. Yeah, and you know what? The, the most interesting thing to me. So there's uh, four writers are credited um, in this entire piece, and if you kind of <clears throat> look at their resumes, most of them are number one actors that have. Th- this is probably like their second, third um, project. Uh, most of them only have worked like this is their only writing credit. Now I'm sure perhaps they've done writing on the side before, but in terms of IMDb listed credit, this is it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which like, for example, Matthew Walker, he's one of the four, you know, known for, he has acted in Valentine's day, Halloween five, his first writing credit is this movie, yeah. which is incredible to me. I mean, and the, but that's great too, because it shows that uh, Gary Marshall likes working with people that he's already worked with before. And if you watch a lot of his films, you'll see recurring actors. Oh, I mean, we, we, I mean, we'll get to it, but like Hector Elizondo. I mean, he's in basically every Gary Marshall movie. So but acting I, is different than writing. Acting is different. But you I, know what I mean? I, and, and so that that to me is, I, I, I don't know, bizarre is not the right word for it, but the, the fact that they were able to pull this off, not saying that actors can't write, um, <laughs> but again, it's a, it's a different skill set to a degree. You know what I mean? Like you have to develop for both. Yeah, but I think it's great that Gary Marshall like creates those opportunities for people who have only done acting, but allows them to be writers as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, I will say, I mean, again, it, it kind of depends on how you all look at it. The, the fact that there are four writers and they're primarily come from the acting world. They can bring their acting perspective into it, you know, and, and kind of re- reverse engineer it. So again, it can be a hindrance or it could be, you know, a strength in this case. I, I, I thought overall they, they did a good job, you know, and they, they played it as a strength. You know, mm-hmm. they, I, I thought uh, Tom, Tom Hines in particular, the fact that he's been in the princess bride, runaway bride um, as an actor he can bring those experiences, funnel them, and put it on the page. Yes, exactly. Um, and I, I think it's just great to have, you know, so many different collaborative minds on this film that deals with a lot of different people that are intertwined in the film. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. There's a lot of intertwining. Uh, so let's, let's kind of talk, let's, let's spend some time on the story, right? Uh, obviously, the, there's the whole... Uh, Indian racism, gender, gay relationship with Kate Hudson, and that whole, you know, <laughs> her, yeah, and her sister, and the element of cheesiness where sister and sister live next door to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this though because it just shows like even their their families crazily intertwined in that way. We're gonna say intertwined a lot because all of them do. Um, I like this because it shows that, yeah, you have these two fun sisters and the crazy gen- crazy world that, that they're in with their kids. So, it, I mean, this film had, like, different generations of motherhood or just parent parenthood in general. But I liked how those two played off of each other, and I think it was really fun to watch seeing, like, the sisters' family 
vice versa and 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 like compared to uh what was her name um which character? Yeah, uh, Kay Hudson's character. I'm so, oh, Jesse. Um, Jesse's character. Thank you. Um, compared to Jesse's family, so those two two completely different families, right next to each other, and how they clashed. Yeah, uh, it, it was fantastic. And again, their kind of tie-in also was the Mother's Day parade with the float and that float. <laughs> it was hysterical. Like, how do they? How would and they let anyone with that a, a living like a womb on a float in a street? I don't know if it was approved by the party planning committee. Probably not. Um, but what are you gonna say? But it was funny to watch, especially because there was, of course, there was that one moment payoff when the kid comes out of it, and I'm like, oh yeah, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> like, and yeah. in fact, that was uh, I believe that was Owen, correct? Yes, I actually want to say that. It's like my second child. <laughs> Through the womb. Um, so that that was absolutely fantastic. Uh, yeah, you know, in in this storyline in particular, I like the the weight of it. Um, in the sense of, it, it's a deep issue of a very you know where you have, uh, you know where, the mother and the father they clash right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, okay, how, how do we deal with that, right? And, and introducing the element of, I think racism is is too harsh of a word, so I don't want to keep using it. I'll try to think of an easier one, but I think uh, it's culture clash more so. Very much so. Uh, you know, I mean, to the to the fact that it has debilitated Jesse's relationship, where she has never told her husband about her parents, it obviously is a very significant thing. Right. I think this, you know, this particular story, there was two different ways of reconnecting with the family. We had Jessie reconnecting with her parents, who she was pretty much very estranged from. And then so we had that reconnection. And then now let's because they were reconnected. Now let's actually introduce them to the second family. So and then so it was more so just like bringing relationships of different sorts together. Um, And I thought, you know, you could go at it one of two ways uh they just completely as soon as the parents are in within two minutes boom everything's on the table (laughs) which i thought was a very bold move because oftentimes the other way that it's done is you try to tippy toe around all of it and like everyone's kind of participating and doing their part moving pictures out of there and this and that uh and the fact that they didn't go for that and they just went right for the bomb the dad comes back. He's like, "What did I miss?" <laughs> right, and it's it was funny to see that all unfold because we see the the two mothers um, bonding via Skype, like, and they were already pretty much like best friends just via Skype. And I was like, if you had actually told the truth from the beginning, you know, the you guys could have been like, you guys could have had a happier family sooner. Because it's like you kept these you, everyone away from each other because you were, for years for, so much for so years. that they moved so far away. I know, and and I think that was kind of like a problem because you saw how well they actually did get together and like accept each other and kind of showed a, somewhat of a loving family already that they were so willing and accept agreements with each other. It's like you kept that apart. Had you told the truth from the beginning, we could have just been happier. Well, the, what, the interesting part, too, is um, Mary Ma- Margot Martindale's character, Flo, um, and, and the husband, I forget his name, 
the fact that they're still because because the two daughters become in a way once the parents enter petty and it's ultimately Flo and her husband that teach them a lesson albeit a very <laughs> ridiculous let's drive this uh <laughs> let's, let's drive this at like you know like a runaway uh train and scare him half to death but a lesson nonetheless mm-hmm. and so it kind of brings it back full circle where like oh you're right i was acting childish yeah i did i mean it got the point across in a funny way i agree um, it, was, it was fun to watch because, you know, you, you never know when a Winnebago goes awry. Um, that that can be scary. But forcing, I, I think it was just like the whole, how it all went down, how fast it went. Because, you know, we had the husband in a pink robe and it was just like, it was ridiculousness, literally stuck in a van going downhill. Yeah. And then the float followed it. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, so... So we had that storyline, which let's kind of go to the uh, let's go to the Julia Roberts and the the daughter story. Yeah, let's go to that storyline because obviously we kind of get introduced to that when Kate Hudson and uh, and and the daughter are sharing a moment um, about weddings and, and parenthood. Um, you know that kind of spurs the moment of like, hey, go find your mother, and there she goes, and. I love the fact that everyone in this entire movie, all they watch is HSN. I know. And I think that that was like the common thread between all of them. It's anyway. the, it's the yeah. fe- female equivalent of ESPN, Sports <laughs> Center. Or I, I saw it more as just the female equivalent of QBS. Because right. that's basically what it was. It was QBS, which was funny. Side note. Outside of our studios, literally on the TV, QVS is queued up. QVC? Or QVC, that's it. QVC is queued up on the TV, and they're literally selling pendants for a Mother's Day. I'm like, yeah, it's a thing. Well, so is technically HSN is its own network, by the way. Yes. Um, but I, I did like that theme that tied Juliet was like tied to all of them. I think Juliet. But uh, Sandy. No, not Sandy. Oh, my goodness, these names. Miranda. Miranda was the main person miranda Um, miranda um i like this actually because we see such a career driven woman and like we see she's very successful but is she happy and isn't it's not necessarily like you have to have a family to be happy that's not the case at all but we see her character she seems lonely and in a way it's like yeah you can tell that something's missing in her life yeah and that's obviously evident when uh, she pretty much hires uh, Sandy. It's like, yeah, 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 about your thing. No, it's okay. Tell me about your kids. How's your kids? Sandy with two sons. Sandy with two sons. Um, so we definitely got with that. The interesting part to me, I, out of all of them, I thought Julia Roberts actually came off as the weakest in the ensemble. And maybe it was just because of her character. I can't 100% mm-hmm. tell, but... Um, because the rest, I don't know, the, she was a lot less animated than everybody else. And again, it's a character thing, so maybe I just didn't like the character as much. Um, but I did, once she opened up with the daughter, that's when, okay, now there's an aura here. I can get behind this. Yeah, I mean, and I think that was that was the purpose of the character. They established her as a very stoic, kind of icy kind of character who everyone loves via her personality on TV, but in real life, she's not really the nicest person. Um, 
But it made sense with the story that she, yeah, she did give up a child to have a more of a career than a family life. Well, she, to be fair, she didn't give up the child to have a career. She was just not, she wasn't given an option. And then when out of that, okay, it was like, okay, well, I can be mopey about it or, you know, like just turn into something, you know, yeah, do something. It, it, you know, I think at that point she felt it would have been disrespectful whatever the word may be, um, dishonorable to have another child. Um, so it was like, okay, well, let me just switch gears, mm-hmm. you know, and, and focus on me and, 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 uh, and obviously it worked out in the end. Didn't it? Yeah. I mean, I agree. But I mean, at the beginning she started cold, but then she softened and warmed up at the end. And I, uh, that's what I liked about her character. She in a way she had a mini character arc because we, we do see, you know, she had a huge character. Oh arc. yeah. You know, obviously it's coincidental that the daughter came into it, but um, but nonetheless, she... Yeah, and she, you know, she, her character had her moments where, when she did say, it's like, oh, hey, like, I knew it was you the moment I saw you because I've technically been following you my whole life. So we see her character has always wanted to be a mother that she couldn't be. Yeah. So, like, I felt that was a very real moment, um, a realistic moment for her character. Absolutely, and it, obviously that plays very nicely into the storyline between um, the daughter and her boyfriend, the comedian. I liked him. Which, you know, it's always tough with comedy, because if it doesn't, like, you can add all the laugh tracks in the world that you want, but if it doesn't play 100, I don't know, it, it's always hard for me to judge stand-up in a movie, whether or not it's actually funny. Right, um... I thought his jokes were more funny than the... the than the funny, funny Yeah, than girl. the other girl who everyone was apparently dying. I was like, no, that wasn't even funny. Um, but I, I, I think it was more so just to play with the audience, like, hey, this guy's actually more funny. Um, I, I did like this because, you know, uh, she was already a mother fighting and wondering if they should get married and whatnot. But I, I feel that's a very realistic topic too that it's always recurring in real life too because i know a lot of people who have kids but aren't married and they always toy with the notion if they should get married or not well you know then perhaps the stereotypical thing is that uh oh it's the 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 wife or the girlfriend wants to get married but the husband doesn't um and it, it was interesting where he wanted to get married but she's got reservations about it and the good part is it's not because she doesn't love him not because of anything else but there's just that void in her life where you know she doesn't know her mother yeah um and i think it was just that moment of like what makes her happy or what is she missing in her life and but in a way she got both so even she had a happy ending it all works out it did uh absolutely and you know it worked out uh, I, I do like the aspect when you can kind of turn, you know, your, your short negatives and your faults into positives, right? So, you know, when Jennifer Aniston, like, she destroys her little model and then, like, all of a sudden she, <laughs> oh, this is the best day of my life. Um, and for for the comedian, obviously it's, oh, shoot, I got to go up on stage, but I got my daughter. 
well, let me just work with Let's that. Let's roll with it. <laughs> uh, so I always like those kind of aspects of, uh, you know, because it just shows like you can ultimately be positive in any situation. It's just how you, how you spin it. You yeah. Know? Agreed. Agreed. Because it could have been, you know, had it been any other movie, it would just been one of those typical scenes like, oh, this is just a disastrous moment where, okay, the kid won't stop crying and uh hey guys you want to hear a joke um i'm trying to think of any joke oh stop crying like it would have just bombed right yeah so um all right that sort of tangentially takes us to um where is it well we we, we get into the uh sandy storyline because yeah. she's intertwined with obviously miranda she's going out for that sandy job. with two sons <laughs> that's right sandy two sons Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two sons. Um, I you know, I love Jennifer Aniston. She's amazing in everything that she does. Uh, again, I felt. I mean, we'll go into like actors and whatnot. This felt like a very Jennifer Aniston role. Like the, Jennifer Aniston does a lot of romantic comedies and like uh, roles like this that are fun and flirty. Every once in a while, and someone, a woman who's down on her luck, but in the end comes out you know winning and smelling like roses um but i it didn't from the movies that i have like from we're the millers and horrible bosses that is not her mo in those no not in even in cake but granted she she's done a lot of roles that are very similar to this and so this is definitely in her wheelhouse yeah you know um one of the more interesting parts was i I, you know we'll talk about tina and, and that dynamic but you know, it's one of those things like they have to. I know they downplayed Jennifer Aniston's beauty because that became. You think it, so? I, I know so. What okay. they, they always had her in workout clothes and whatnot. No, I mean that's part of it. Uh, but again, I mean, like again, if you look at horrible bosses or where the Millers or anything like like Jennifer, it's known that Jennifer. It looks amazing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but but they very much wanted to go again in comparison to Tina. Here's here's the the new thing, the new thing, and um, and here's okay. Here's Sandy kind of going over the hill, and again, you know, the two sons have worn her out, and this and that. So yeah, I I, I very much think it was, uh, it was purposeful to make her look a little bit more plain than what Jennifer Aniston could look like. Yeah, and I think it's also they kind of made her a more of a realistic mother. Yeah. Uh, not that, like, mothers can't be gorgeous as well, but it's just, like, she seemed like a real mother who was who was going through real-life situations. So I was like, oh, is she fighting or, like, having issues with an, an ex-husband and trying to drop off the kids at a certain time, you know? So, like, I, the situations that her character was going through were very realistic, yeah, and I thought, uh, the, I don't know the full details, but um, Jennifer Aniston herself, she became estranged from the mother who apparently made unflattering uh, statements about her in a tabloid. As a result, she refused to invite the mother to uh, her wedding at the time. Like her mother. So it, that's, uh, that's sad. <laughs> very sad. Um, and so, but I wanted to kind of bring that up, not to be a downer in any ways, but... Just the, you can only imagine the relationships that people have with this movie. And that's why, like, um, it is great to sort of base these movies on, on, and especially like an event like Mother's Day, right? 
where everyone has a mother. Mm-hmm. And as we talked about with um, with Miranda's daughter, she doesn't know who it is. And so uh, the, the different types of relationships people can have with this holiday um, and, the, and the meaning that brings out of it. Uh, so I, I thought it was fascinating to know that about Jennifer and then the way she portrays it in the movie as a strong mother. As you know? a strong mother. I so. think that, I mean, I, that's admirable as well because sometimes, you know, acting, you have to... You know, uh, in a way, I, I feel some, like some actors might make up better performances when they come from, like, real pain in their lives. So, like, not having a mother figure m- might have made her a better mother on camera. Yeah. You know. Um, one of the mothers we didn't quite get to see that much of is Jennifer Gardner. Yes. Who loves karaoke. That was cute. Um, I was like, oh, hello, Jennifer Garner. What are you doing here? But if you got to remember, Jennifer Garner has also appeared in Gary Marshall films as well. So it kind of did make sense that she would make a cameo. Absolutely. Um, You know, it tied her in well. And I thought it was used really well as a device. Um, You know, that's just he's rewatching this. The. Uh, Jason's character is just rewatching this entire thing, um, and it's just so painful to him. Uh, like and it he, introduces, he can't move on. He can't move on, and it, uh, obviously, it introduces the big thing of the karaoke aspect, which <laughs> plays such a tremendous part in that entire storyline. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, what what would you, uh, what did you think of that storyline of um, what was his name? What was Jason's? Bradley. Bradley, 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 and two daughters. Not Bradley quite and two doesn't, daughters. doesn't quite roll off the tongue like Sandy two sons. And I mean, we know Jason and Jennifer have worked together. Um, horrible bosses, they're fantastic. Yeah, so uh, it's like, and, and I liked how they show them on camera because I was like, oh yeah, the, these two have to get together because the chemistry is already there, and it makes sense that she's the single mom with two sons, and he's the single dad with two daughters. Like that's done. I appreciate the fact that because any other movie would sort of have the meet cute a little bit earlier, and then like the, at, at, by the end of the movie they would already be dating or so, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, or like it, we'd have a wedding. And I like the the fact that no, we don't need that aspect of it. Like they became friends. You know, you can interpret in your mind what will eventually happen. Like you know, they're eventually going to end up together. And that's enough. We don't need to, again, yeah. the wedding. We don't need to see everything. We just need to see them get together at the end and know that they have a happy ending. I think Henry was a little jealous at that point in time. <laughs> he might have been. He might have been. But um, I did like uh, the fact, I mean, yes, this is a female heavy cast, but <clears throat> we did have that one man who had to play the mother role. And because, again, that's also... You know, that is, I think that touches upon, you know, the demographic of those who don't have mothers on Mother's Day. And, like, what happens with them and on, on a special day when someone's not there. And I liked how they brought that perspective to this film. Yeah, and I, I thought it was very real. And I, uh, the daughters did a fantastic job. Because uh, ultimately, he's the one who can't move on, you know, uh, where everyone else... Like, he, he almost feels... That it, it, it's an insult to celebrate the holiday where everyone around him, I appreciate was the, the fact of like, no, it's it's okay. Like you're, you're not, you're honoring her. 
You're mm-hmm. not dishonoring her. Um, and obviously, he has that great character arc at the end. <laughs> yeah, it's all about these great parties. So he <laughs> threw a great party because he changed, whereas uh, Sandy, she threw a great party out of just, what am I doing? Jealousy. Yeah. I'm <laughs> um, trying to get the kids have more fun with her than Tina. Um, I like that because I, I think sometimes parents do go over the top just for the approval of their kids. Yeah. Fun to watch, though, but um, the Humpty Dance. Oh, man, bringing that back. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, and you can see, you know, the the whole him coaching soccer and snapping very easily. Um, that was good. You know, it, it was done very respectfully because at no point, you know, he, as he told the uh, the three ladies that were trying to help him get a girl, he's like, I'm not ready to move on, but if I am, I'll let you know. And And so in the case of Sandy... And Bradley, it, it progressed in a natural way. It wasn't forced, and 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 so he appreciated that obviously as as a character. But then as an audience member, like okay, I can get behind this. Yeah, I did like his friends though, who was always trying to set him up because they seemed like just good, strong female women to help him along the way that they, he needed. They were hysterical. Yeah, they were hilarious. Like, oh boy, you better get out of here. Someone's gonna about to get hurt. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I thought uh, slightly ridiculous at the end when um, when he falls over the railing. Because I knew, <laughs> you knew that they had to all co- collectively get together at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so what better way than to have some freak karaoke accidents? <laughs> um, funny to watch. And of course, you had the whole payoff with the mic drop <laughs> at the end. Uh, but... I think that they teased that in the trailer, too, and I laughed the first time I saw it, but I laughed even more watching the whole scene, um, how it went down. It was, it was really funny. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, just just hysterical. And um, the only thing I will say that was slightly unrealistic was also the, the vending machine. Yeah. Because vending machines aren't they made. They don't do that anymore. They have, when you open the flap it's a double-sided yeah it's a triangle so you can't put your hand through yeah uh yeah that was a glorious day for the vending machine owner when that was invented (laughs) they're like oh man um i think it was funny because there was also just that one line when she was stuck they're like oh you got to be careful with it because it's a miranda (laughs) it's a miranda bracelet and i'm like oh yeah so there's still that tie there to miranda um funny to watch but and, and also it shows that yes, Bradley was um, kind kind of clumsy at some moments, but so is Sandy. Yes, she is indeed, absolutely. Um, and a man should never have to buy tampons for a woman. Just saying. <laughs> but it takes a real man to actually buy tampons for a woman. I I I, and I thought that was a funny scene of just how is that the same. <laughs> right. I guess it's not. It's not, you guys. It's not. <laughs> I, I did like the line. It's like, I'm just going to write T. Uh, I know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Can we hold off on those for a bit? No. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll just, I'll, I'll know what that means. All right. right. And I think that's like, they took this one. It's like, I don't know. It's like, men hate tampons. But the fact that they kept digging at this joke over and over again, because even in the Sprouts store, when the lady was saying it over the PA, 
You don't do that. And I've worked in grocery stores. There isn't like an actual etiquette to phone calling uh, via PA. It's like you don't talk about stuff like that when he's like, I need a price check on this. No, you don't. Well. So I found that unrealistic, but yet funny. Well, definitely, definitely was put in there for the sense of humor. All right. So moving tangentially through everybody. Um Let's talk about Henry, who's married to Tatina. Tatina. Um, Can we stop saying Tatina? Tatina. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Uh, good on Shay Mitchell for you know being in this film because I only know her from Pretty Little Liars. I think it was very smart that they built up the audience that like okay because she's the young one and the the you know the the hot side piece more so is that we the audience are probably conditioned to already hate this character. Because, you know, she she's the other woman. But watching her, I was like, I can't really dislike her. And that was like a nice surprising twist for me just as an audience member. It's like we wanted to hate her, but we can't. Yeah, she did. I, I, I like where they kind of came together at the mo- at the end of, you know, just takes years and she wanted to do well. Um, I mean, I think the ultimate loser is Henry because I, 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 I don't know. I feel like. Number one, by the end, he was like, wait, I kind of want you back. Um, mm. And I don't know. There's Tina's getting to a place of like, maybe this guy's lame. Because <laughs> what, really... what, what the hell's Henry done this entire movie? Nothing. He's just the dad. Um, I, I see. I didn't see it in that way. Because I saw it, it was more so just the, the whole story of two mothers probably going to have a conflict between this. But bonding over sons. So, you know, the, the conflict of... But again, I, I, I would say I, it was more so pushed on by the dad. I don't know. It's it's, it's interesting because, again, I, I don't necessarily want... I like that they didn't make her out to be the single villain, as you pointed out. Yeah. I, I honestly do think it was more of Henry. He's like, oh, let's go to Paris. Let's do this. And... Yeah, and it was like he was very impulsive making all these decisions without, you know, uh, Sandy's consent. It was like, no, you shouldn't. Um in a way, he was more, not, I, I don't want to say the villain, but he was the more dislikable one in certain situations. Yeah. Because especially when she, she when she tells him, you know, like, you don't take him to the dentist. You don't do any of this stuff. And Yeah. It's easy. To, I do. It's easy to be the fun parent, you know? Like, yeah, it's, of course. But then when push comes to shove, you know, when kid has an asthma attack, what's she going to do? Mm-hmm. And I like that, and and that's real too because you you become you're you're forced to make parental choices in life threatening situations when it comes to children, and 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 I like that because that was character growth on um, Tina's part because it it showed a real moment like oh I was I was so afraid I didn't know what to do and and that was probably one of the things like that was a real scare from a mother's perspective absolutely a hundred percent um so i th- i i i thought you know for her first feature debut i thought she did a good job and i, I you know i i like her stepping out i've never seen pretty liars but i like her kind of stepping out of that space uh good for her yeah and you know and Timothy Olfen, I, I love this guy. I, you know, I've watched Justified, and I like that inside joke when when the uh, <laughs> the slide starts to kind of fall fall apart because there's no air in it. Of like, 
Yeah. Justified. <laughs> Justified. From Jennifer Aniston. I thought that was hysterical. Nice little inside joke. Um, mm-hmm. You know, to me, I, I really like this guy. I think he's fantastic. Yeah, I, I think, you know, all of them are really, really great, strong actors um, individually. And I, I think it's always fun to have all these characters, you know, interact with each other in different ways. Absolutely. Um, all right. Anything else story-wise? I know we can talk, you know, ad nauseum about the very... There's so much to dissect. But overall, I think we covered the bulk of the stories. Yeah, how they all pretty much intertwine. In a smart way, because, I mean, we had we had Miranda, who connected basically all of them. And then, like, mutual friends of Kate Hudson that connected, you know... Jennifer Aniston's character to Burt Robinson and, and like that just like got everybody else. Absolutely. Um, so let's talk about Gary Marshall. You know, th- this guy, this guy. Wow. Uh, well, the way Julia Roberts d- describes him, I feel so safe with him and I know he knows better than anyone on the planet Earth what's funny. Yeah, and Julia Roberts says this is their fourth collaboration together. So, obviously, they're very well-established in their working relationship there. Um, I think that's great because, you know, I I watched a bunch of interviews of Gary's, and everyone said that he is, like, one of the most happiest directors and is one of the most happiest fun sets to be on because his, Gary's perspective for, like, filming, like, he likes the environment. He, the main thing for him is about, it's everything is about family. So, mm-hmm. like, a, a family dynamic that he brings on on the set and then on the screen. Yeah, and I, you know, I mean, of course, there, there's an element where you can, quote-unquote, fake it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but there's, it's just so much better when you can portray, like, the, 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 there's so much spirit in what's being portrayed on screen in terms of the fi- family dynamics, and, and you really kind of do get invested into these characters as cheesy as it may at times be, but you really feel it. Um, and again, it could technically be achieved without having that off screen, but it's just, isn't it just so much better if you can have that off screen as well? Yeah. And I think that definitely translates to just the, the acting in the story itself. If it's happening off camera, it should happen on. Indeed. Indeed. Um, so for the most part, I mean, anyone else from the behind-the-scenes stuff uh, kind of, not necessarily, you know, you know they, they've been with Gary Marshall for a very long time. So, like, they a lot of them share the same credits. Um, Charles Minsky, who's the cinematographer, has also done Pretty Woman, Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, you know, and they, they've kind and then, of... Yeah, and, and the editing team, the same people, there was the... The editor and the assistant editor for, you know, Valentine's Day, Raising Helen, Runaway Bride. So, like, all these Gary Marshall projects. So. Yeah. So, it's good to, you know, once you once you build a team, why? Yeah. Why do and anything? Gary's done so many films. I mean, the, guy, the man is 81, and he's still kicking. And he's still making fun movies like this. Yeah. So, good for him. Um, and the right. fact that, like, all these people keep coming back for his film. I mean, even Britt Robertson said in interviews, like, granted, she's young, and because um, she worked with him when she was 12, and then uh, when she got approached with this film, and she knew 
she said the one main reason why she wanted to be in this film was because of Gary Marshall. So he already just brings this presence that so many people already love and want to just keep working with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, so let's talk about numbers. Um, overall, as of now, about almost $11 million out of a $25 million production budget. Uh, so not terrible, you know, we're, I think it'll make its money back. Came number four overall at the box office. Mm-hmm. Um, Rotten Tomatoes n- doesn't necessarily like it, but audiences differ. Yeah, it's got a B plus on cinema score, so a, 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 dif- uh, a vast difference between an eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes versus a B plus. Like an eight percent is super ridiculously low. It, it, this movie was not that bad. Trust me. Um, I it was a very fun story. I mean, what were you expecting? Like action? This is not that kind of movie. I think I think the biggest thing is um, that that I hate about like you got to know did the movie accomplish what it told you what it was going to accomplish? Mm-hmm. Well, it did. Okay, and so I think Cinema Score is is actually much more reflective because I think Cinema Score is a reflection of the marketing. And a and in combination of what the audience reacts to that marketing as, and so with a B plus, it seems to be on par, right? You got what you were going in for. Mm-hmm. Uh, slight differences and whatnot, but but a B plus certainly respectable. Um, and yeah, I, I just I'm not saying this is the world's greatest movie, but I'm saying if the people that like Gary Marshall, the people that like uh romantic comedies that like ensembles this is a perfectly this is one of those films movie. yeah i mean it and it's it has the same kind of emotional beats as valentine's day as new year's day as a lot of gary marshall films this it's very light-hearted very straightforward um fun entertaining kind of film yeah um exactly so it is what it is. Uh, and it had a, a lot of good witty jokes that were dropped in between. I mean, like, uh, the there was that one line, I don't know why I laughed so hard, but um, a pox on your whistle. <laughs> and then, you know, they explained it later on. I was like, yeah, of course, that's Shakespeare. How, how did people not get that? But William Shakespeare. Yeah, it was William Shakespeare. A plague on both of your houses from Romeo and Juliet. But, like, there were witty references as dropped as jokes throughout and if you didn't get it i guess you didn't get it but i laughed a lot <laughs> well that's certainly good um this is kind of a fun question but what other event-based thing would you like to see we've had new year's valentine's day mother's day yeah father's I, day maybe father's day or like i'd like to see a fourth of july film because that's in the summer that's an event that literally gets people outside and interact with so many other different people you, you get to see, like, basically the rest of the world on 4th of July. So I think that'd be a fun summer film mm-hmm. that people could go enjoy. Okay. There you go. So there's plenty of holidays to play with. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, guys. Um, that's about it for today as we dissected um, Mother's Day. But we're heading into Mother's Day, so hopefully you guys are good to your mothers. If you're listening to this at a later portion... It'd be good to your mothers every day. Yeah. Um, if you Did are Did you mother, do anything for, for your mother? It's not Mother's Day yet. Yeah, I get that. But, I mean, I already sent my mom flowers. She already received them. Happy, mom, happy Mother's That's Day, That's a little mom. preemptive. 
Well, this is me. I'm very early in life, so. Copy that. Um, all right. Well, where can the people follow you? You can follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV. And follow the Popcorn Talk movie anatomy. And by the way, we've got tons of other anatomies that we've done in the past. So check those out if you've seen the movie. And also, we've got plenty of more coming up next week. We've got Civil War. Uh, we've got X-Men, Neighbors 2, Down the Pipeline, just uh, Secret Life of Pets. I'm trying to kind of give you guys the wide range of movies that we'd be doing. So mm-hmm. plenty to look forward to. Once you see the movie, check back in with us, see if we've covered it. Most most oftentimes we will. And uh, if, you, you know, if you've seen other movies, whether like even Daddy's Home, right? That was referenced when we interviewed Owen. Check out our dissection, dissection for that one. And we'll probably do the second one, too. That, darn right we will. That was me and James Law Jr., Uh, uh, so thank you guys for joining us um, and check out other shows here on Popcorn Talk plenty of them as the intro said we talk movies darn right we talk movies we'll see you next time on another Anatomy of a Movie Producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the rest of the Anatomy of a Movie staff. We would like to thank you for listening and subscribing to the show. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email or tweet us. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been Anatomy of a Movie.